I don't know. <laughs> Who's on first? Then I'll flip the coin. We were talking, we were having a podcast before the recording, and I figured, you know what, we might as well just hit the record button and start, because we are talking about stuff that... That's how it usually works. We could talk for 30 minutes and then have to just re-talk the whole shit over again and rehash it all, so we might as well just hit record and go. There you go. Um, we're going to do it like a, I don't know what you want to call it, a tech tip, a, a, a kind of for the hunter. You know, We're, more we're training equipment. houndsmen and, and other dog owners on this one. We're training the people involved. <laughs> Yeah, some some people need it more than others, man. Lately, it seems that way. So, um, the I mean, the first I don't know. Should we just start off with with the bitching, or should we we skip to something else? <laughs> it's like buddy's just bitch fest right, right, right now. Like, so yeah, what bitch. we're gonna here's the uh, the training tip. This is how to get the best service that you can from W Hunting Supply. Here's Buddy's key tip. <laughs> Here's key tip. Don't be a jerk. But, yep. And I, Buddy's the only asshole here. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one that's allowed to be. No. <clears throat> um, you know, it seems like sometimes, Jason, as we grow, our business is growing, we seem to get more people who are are just jerks almost and i you know i'm sorry if, if you think i'm calling you a jerk maybe you are maybe you aren't i'm not I'm, uh, there's several so it's not, <laughs> i'm not thinking of one person right now but but we do our best to and we're not perfect but a lot of times well i give you an example the the, the map card guy the guy oh, yeah. that we had a uh there was a, a pull, it wasn't an issue that we could help with 100 percent. we get an order for a map card we ship that map card out. The postal service screws up and yep. it gets hung up. So it's getting delayed. You know, it's like day seven or whatever. I don't know. It, oh, no, like, no, no, no. It wasn't that long. I don't even How think. long was it? I don't even know. I think we were like four, four or five days in probably. Okay. Longer Normally, than our normal shipping. Most of the time you get it within two to three days, but it's not a guarantee. You know what I mean? When you get that free shipping, we, we, we ship it and we try to, and we, our goal is to get it to you quick. Well, then, you know, they call back three days later, four days later, whatever. Oh, it's it's not showing. It's not here. And it's like, well, that's not a, that's not a guarantee. I mean, I, I if you want a guarantee, we got overnight. We got second day. We got third day. You can yep. pay for the shipping that you want and you need, like 100%. If you need it tomorrow, come you on our site. happen. Order that next day air, and we will at least call you if we can't we're going to call and let you know but most of the time we're going to ship it out and it's going to go next day and, and everything works good even then ups will screw us over sometimes but for most time we can get it there but then you know the people select that free free shipping and then they call you know bitching and complaining about the fact that the postal service has it so prime example had a customer ne- didn't order with us before Nope. Map card complaining, not getting there, not getting there. Everybody's losing their shit on my end. They call me and I'm like, I look and, and what do you call that? Profiling? Because everybody takes it very serious. Custom, like that we, was a big deal. We, I'll be honest. W customer profiles. Like we, we profile the shit out of a customer when they, <laughs> when they, when there's a problem and I profile this guy and I'm like, has an order from us. No history. We're going to get screwed out of a map card. Because because Andrew and, and you even you were like yeah, yeah I was like the nice customer. we got we got to send a map card we got to send a map card and I looked at it and I'm like dude this guy's gonna screw us out of a map card I can tell it already 
the the order that we shipped is probably going to beat the one that we're going to ship now. And uh, it did anyway. And I and I I think I told Andrew and you I was like, dude, like whatever. The guys I rate. Anyway, so we we pull the plug and I we send another map card. The first one beats it. The first one. Mm-hmm. USPS gets their shit out of it, you know, so it was stuck in California or somewhere, bullshit. Well, they found it. It doesn't always happen, but, you know, and it's the same thing. They, so the guy gets the map card. You've been calling them. Yeah, they somebody's not answering their phone now. Not answering his phone. <laughs> and now, do you know what I mean? He gets a map card. And the shitty part about that, Jason, here's the part that, that I don't, we can afford to lose a map card, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and cry over spilt milk but the the shitty part that pisses me off more than anything is it affects our customers like the good customers mm-hmm. because because now we're in the back of the mind like well you know can we you know something happens with an alpha or something happens with a big item it's like well man and and so i'm gonna be upfront and honest we we are starting to profile harder and harder because we're going to go with our gut sometimes. It's like, you're a brand new customer and you don't have any relationship with us. You've never bought your system with us. You know, there's, there's plenty of triggers. That's not the customer we're going to bend over backwards for. I mean, I can just tell you right now, like if you're looking at our reviews and and you're like, Oh, you know, customer service, customer service. Like, man, you got to earn that shit from us. And you know what I mean? I'm getting to the point where it's like, you got to earn it from us. You know what I mean? We got to have a relationship. It's a two way street. Uh, you know, and and so that's one of my biggest complaints right now is I am tired of dealing with the people who don't deserve customer service, and we try, and every, almost every single time, we lose the customer anyways. That guy's not going to buy from us again. You can I mean, tell within the first first sentence usually because on the on the flip side of this, I just got done dealing with a really nice lady that we had actually made a mistake. We shipped out a full-size collar instead of a mini, Mm -hmm. and it was a a service. You know, everything was right. It was just a pulling issue. You know, we pulled the wrong part. And she called up, and she was very nice. Hey, here's the problem. And you know what? She's got another one on the way with a return label because there's a way to address us to get don't get me wrong I don't mind a customer calling pissed off. Like, I that doesn't bother me. When sure. they're pissed off at the situation, like I get it, I'm a hunter, and when shit's not going right, I lose my cool. Sometimes I'm like, man, I'm I gotta apologize because I. It's not, it's not being pissed off that bothers me. Like I, I tell guys all the time, man, this is an important deal. Like these are our hunting dogs, these are important issues that we're working on. So when something's mm-hmm. not going right. I don't expect you to be like in a chipper mood, like, Hey, the, the suns are shining. I'm bullshit. You don't have to be no. like chipper, chipper. Like that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, what I'm saying is, is that the guy on the phone wants to help you. Exp- and if it's our mistake, abs- we're going to fix it like that. Let us know. And we will do what we can. If you were, you bought your system with us, you've been loyal. All those things are in your favor. We're going to look at that, and that's when we really want to pull out the stops and be like, take care sure. of this guy, take care of this gal, whatever it is. Those are the customers we got to really bend over backwards for. If you're not, man, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never ordered anything from us, and I'm not saying, you know, you got, we got to start somewhere. We got to do a little song and dance. So we'll There's no initiation. We don't do like a hazing <laughs> ceremony. Or- <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, something's got to happen. Like, no, no. But I'm just saying that when we look at, we, we, 
when we have a problem, whether it's our problem or not, the first thing we do is we look at, I mean, I just look at the trust score and I'm like, man, do I trust this person? And more and more, the bigger we get, it feels like the, the, the less trustful people we get interacting with our brand. And that's the part that I don't care if I lose those guys or not. I, I care if I lose the good customers. I really do. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I don't want somebody listening to this going, oh, buddy, and they don't care about nothing. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we that. care very much. <laughs> man, that's I want to make sure I – I just want to focus on the really good the really good ones. The really good customers, man, those are – and then you got the middle grade, and then – and but the but – the, but the man, the riffraff at the end that are just – I mean, all they want to do is call and complain and, and bitch, and and maybe they got a right to. I mean, like sometimes it's our fault, and, and that absolutely well, we we mess up. We, we'll ship it to somewhere else or whatever. I mean, there's issues that happen that we mess up, and and uh, oh, they'll yeah. first what come to me, and that's the first question: is, is is whose fault is it? If it's our fault, we really need to make sure that we you know take care of the return shipping and stuff like that. You know, we don't want customers having sure. to pay for our faults, but. Uh, Man. Anyways, I think I've bitched enough about that. I, so I the training tip here is I can make a whole two-hour you... podcast about how to piss. <laughs> we don't need another Warren Winch episode. No, oh. we need when people call in. Here's your training tip. Training the customer, training the houndsman. When you call in, just um, be respectful. Because I hate getting num- the training. Here, here's what I like. If you have it, order number. Like, did you buy it from us? Like, Yes. I mean, that's if you're wanting to talk to, to me. Or, or somebody else, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm having Mariah or whoever write up a little slip right now. Where'd you buy it from? What what time? What What's the serial number? You know what I mean? There's a certain amount of things, that they, information that they want. Because so many times I get the phone call, oh, I'm having a hard time doing this. And it's like, okay. And I, I look at him, well, what, looking to try and find the product. He's like, oh, I got a, a DC-30. And I, I'm like, well, what does it look like? It's like, it's actually a TT-15 or you know, something totally right. different than what they're saying. And uh, I come to find out they never bought it from us. They, you know, they've never dealt with us, but but somebody told them on the internet, oh, W. And it's like, man, if I spend my time with every person that didn't buy from us, then it just takes away from the customers who do buy from us. And so it takes away um, from our loyal customers. That's one thing I'm always like, Hey, but did you buy it from us? Because if you did, I'm going to try to make sure I make time to, to do that. Um, serial numbers are always helpful because that it's, yes. I know people like, Oh, I run with these callers all the time. And it's a, I know it's a, a TT 15. It's like, yeah, I know you do. But we want to make sure that we don't because there's plenty of people who don't. They call, and it's like, man, so sometimes it's hard for us to distinguish Sure, somebody who's like, oh, I'm hunting with these callers forever. I'm not no newbie. And I'm like, well, I, I get it. Like, I, I really do. But the next phone call might be a newbie, and he sounds like he knows what he's talking about too. You know what I mean? So sometimes do you, do you it's, feel like sometimes, oh. you know, because we are not guarding. We, should, we need to get a, a counselor in here for me on this next book. I know. This is quickly going away from a training tip, buddy. Mm. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, when people call with problems, I think there's a misconception. If they're not a loyal customer and we haven't built that relationship, they just assume that we're trying to explain something away. Yeah. When really we're just gathering data, information, things that we can use to correct the problem. And I don't know why that's changed suddenly. It seems like, you know, as we've grown, which we have a lot in the last five yeah. years since I've been here. We're um, getting a lot of, we're getting new people and it's tough. You know, like I said, I, I like our, I mean, I like our, our, our 
solid customer. Anyways, um, so there you go. Like there's, there's a. So when you call in, you have a problem. Be nice. <laughs> Be respectful. Have a serial number ready. The unit model number. Anything else, buddy? I think that would pretty much get a good start. Make sure your software is updated. That too. You know, and the reason for the software update is not because it always fixes anything. But here's the problem, right? If if you call us with software that's old, the first thing that's going to happen, if there's a real problem there, I'm going to, let's just say, I, I, Jason, you got this caller doing X, Y, Z or whatever. And it's weird. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a problem. Let me let me send that over to the people I know at Garmin. So I'll send them a, an email and be like, hey, here's what's happening, X, Y, Z. You know what they're going to ask me? Is it up to software? What What software version is this? And so then I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to call you up, Jason. I'm going to be like, hey, what, what software version is that? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Well, I updated it you know, a couple months ago or whatever. And I'm like, well, here's the deal. Like those engineers are not going to go pull up 19 or, you know, software that's three times old or four times right. old to try to do a simulator. Because they're going to put on a simulator and they're going to check their software and they're going to do a bunch of things and try and find the problem. And they're just not going to work on software that's been modified. They, they need to work. Their simulators all have current software on it. And so when they call and they look at a problem and they want to type in some things on their computer and their system, and it's going to do it on the new software. Sure. And so if that's different, you know, I mean, it's like they're not going to. So it's like half the time I'm like, I know this is not going to fix your issue, but you got to. Right, I need you, you to put the software it. on there because. That's the first question that they're going to ask me. It's like, I know that pitch is coming. And so I like to just get that pitch out of the way. What software? Okay. So when I send an email now, I'm like software version, da, 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 and it's like a list of what I give. And sure. and they take me more serious. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, well, have them update the software and tell me what it does. It's like, well, okay. Like, so now, man, if you don't have the latest software version, you got to update the software before you call us because that's what we're going to we want to want to see because we can't move forward with Garmin without without right. letting them know this is new software. So, so exactly software, and sometimes it's like I know damn good and well that software is not going to fix the problem. Like one hundred percent, I'm like man, it's not going to fix this. Right, <clears throat> but, but it's a baseline. Like you have to have that, you know, common. Yeah. So those are so. the things that you know the software version. Um, Where'd you buy it from? We're going to be a little more, I mean, especially if you bought it from us, just let us know that, man. I bought this call from you or you didn't. And and maybe, you know, maybe you bought a bunch of other stuff. Maybe you may be a customer that we're willing to invest in, but, um, those are definite, uh, definitely things that are helpful for us. And so definitely, um, but before that, so, so I think we've hammered that topic down. I can, I can keep <laughs> going, man. I can, I can run we'll everybody off until nobody, everybody's like, man, W socks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. No, <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to find a new job. Um, cool. The, uh, I know we want to talk a little about callers, um, IDs and, and some things I've hammered. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I, that I beat a dead horse about is the triple blank. Yes, man. Hopefully everybody listening knows what a triple blanking caller is. If you don't, that is a very important part of collaring on a, a system. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So if you 
if you look at your caller, and I love it, man. We get a we'll get a, a, a phone call, and this is another thing that maybe I'm mean to employees. <laughs> I'm kind of only sometimes. <laughs> sometimes because <laughs> they'll ask me, "Hey, buddy, this guy's caller's not working," and I'll just look at him. I'll be like, "Hey, like, what software update is it?" Oh, uh, I didn't ask. And is it triple blinking? Uh, I didn't ask. Okay, well, why don't you go ask him those? Two? Those are the, my two. If Garmin wants to know this, these are the things Buddy wants to know before, before sure. you can you know, before you get my, before you get my attention. Is it triple blinking? And 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 again, the software update is not as big of a deal to me, but it definitely if you having a problem that you think needs to be solved, I, that's that's going to be step you one. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to tell you step one, but um, the triple blink is an absolute. There's nothing I'm going to tell you any further than you got to get that color to triple blink. If you don't get it to triple blink, don't put it on a dog. Don't go past right. go. Don't do anything. Like it, that color will not work. You might as well stick it on your desk as a paperweight paper because that's what it's going to be. You know. Yeah. So the triple blink. There's there's a double blink and there's a triple blink. You don't see the double blink very often, but a satellite. The whole idea of satellite is you need three different satellites to pinpoint a location and you need four if you want to get the elevation at the same time. So, so anywhere on earth to get the actual one pinpoint that could be at any elevation. So you wouldn't be able to tell if something, an airplane's flying in the sky or on the ground with three satellites, but you could tell exactly where it is at a certain, any elevation, you know what I mean? There'd be a certain elevation you need three. And then if you had the fourth and they were all accurate, you could get the elevation too. And so at four, satellites you'll get a, a double blink and and that should show you where your dog is so you should technically be able to go hunt with a double blinking collar dc30s and dc40s um way in the beginning that's all they did was double blink the triple blink was added because of issues so sure. so once you got that that fourth satellite the, the collar will start to double blink and it will show you where your dog is. It will not be as accurate. So so this isn't pinpoint accuracy. You know what I mean? Like the, the, some guys got to get over the fact that this is not, this is not like military, you know, missile strike where it's going right. to run a missile right in the you know, exact spot. It's not that accurate. It, it gets pretty damn accurate, but it's not pinpoint accuracy like some, you know, other infrastructure GPS stuff does. It's it's an approximate, and so the more satellites you get, the better accurate the signal is. So mm-hmm. at four satellites, maybe the accuracy is thirty yards. You know, within a circle, you draw a 30, 30 yard circle, and that dog could be anywhere sure. in that thirty yards, and that's the, the that's the accuracy. You can't the mathematics doesn't allow you to to get any more accurate than that because that's just what it is. When you get to seven satellites, that's when you get to the triple blink. And the reason they like seven, I think, is is because you can afford to lose a couple satellites. You know what I mean? So if and you got seven and you lose two, well, now you got five satellites. You still got more than you need. If you lose three, you still got enough, right? You're, you're back to four. It's gonna just going to start double blinking again. So at that seven satellites, I think it's seven. I, I, I It may change it. That, you know, I mean, this is what it was years and years ago. But at seven, there was enough uh, satellite to catch errors and mistakes from from the signal from the satellites and so you know triple blinking 
seven satellites. And so that's what I always tell guys is, man, you have to let those callers get triple blinking callers, which will be like up to seven satellites. And then it'll start working. It'll start transmitting. It'll find its, 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 uh, right. location. The location will likely be very accurate. You know, again, there's, there's to a degree. There's, I mean, uh, we get a lot of calls of people, you know, saying that the GPS is off the dogs 20 yards one way. Mm-hmm. Well, to some degree, 20 yards is 20 yards. <clears throat> That's going to be know. expected in some situations. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and, and because it's different. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot more lax as I've hunted or, or either I'm getting older or what. I've kind of chilled out a lot on mm-hmm. my expectations of the callers, I think. Um, meaning, do I want them to be accurate? Absolutely. But do I know that shit's going to happen and stuff's not going to be accurate? Sure. Absolutely. Like yeah, watching callers drift. I mean, if if I'm working on something new, I definitely report that and, and I, I send that off. But at the same time, I'm like, man, that's just sometimes part of the game. You know, the way these satellites work, they work off an atomic clock in the satellite. And so essentially that clock signal, it, it picks up the clock signal. And because if you think about it, when, when the clock is transmitted, it stops moving. So if you, if I was to tell you, Jason, Hey, what time is it? And I say, okay, it's, a, it's 1130. By the time I looked at my clock, I said, it's 1130 and zero, zero, zero seconds. Right. By the time I finished that statement, when I first start talking, it's already a second later. I'm already telling you half a second late. You know what I mean? So I can tell you what time it is. And by the time I finish my sentence, it's already half a second late. And and because sound travels uh, slow, you know what I mean? Think about like, you know, a gunshot versus a flashlight. You know what I mean? When, when you get a mile away and you, sure. you shoot a gun and you flash a flashlight at the same exact time, you can see the flashlight happen. And then it takes a couple seconds for the... And I'm, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, the sound takes a couple seconds. Sure. So if I yelled, and you could hear me, 12 o'clock, and there was one second, two seconds, three seconds. And then you hear, 12 o'clock, right? You were <laughs> right. three seconds late. By the time I sent you that that time, if I could send you the ex- ex- accurate time, and you would get it, and you have a clock, so you know exactly what time it is, and you get my signal three seconds late, right? You could... <clears throat> Are you good at math, Jason? No. Okay, well, you couldn't, but we could find somebody else that could. Somebody could. <laughs> somebody that's good at math could take that three seconds and and figure out what the speed of sound is, because we know it took three seconds for you to hear it. Right. So you find out what the speed of sound is, and you factor in three seconds. And so whatever the speed of sound is times three seconds, that is the exact yeah, distance away, away you, you were away from me. Now, you wouldn't be able to know what distance it was, right? You would, it would be a circle. I could be in front of you. I could be behind you. You wouldn't know exactly where I was, but you would know, hey, Buddy is 3.2 miles away from me, and I don't have a clue which direction. He could be front, back, left. And then if you had somebody else, right? Let's pick on Jared since he's not here. So Jared, he does the same thing. Bam. And you get 2.5 seconds, right? Well, now you're starting to triangulate, you know what I mean? And that's exactly what these callers are doing with the satellites. They're mm-hmm. they're starting to triangulate distances. So it doesn't know exactly where it is, but when it takes your so I know where where I am. So I I, I send you my signal and then 
Jared, you get that signal and you calculate it because we know where Jared is and right. there's somebody else. And so you start factoring in, it's okay, it's 3.2 miles from Buddy. We know where Buddy is. You may not know where I am, but and we don't know where you are, but you tell us, hey, 3.2 miles, Jared, whatever. And now with mathematics, we can start to pinpoint and I can say, this is exactly where Jason is. He's sitting on this mountain right, right here because of all the data that we collected. That's what these callers are doing. Crosses. They're they're pulling the signal, taking a look at the, the, the delta, which is the difference, and factoring out the distance from the satellite. And then they figure out the distance from the other satellite. And so if you don't have enough satellites, things can bounce. So these signals can bounce off of rocks and mountains. Um, they can boxes. get delayed through dog boxes. They, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen to these signals in the process of trying to measure this. Because going through the air, that that radio signal travels at a certain speed, and then trying to go through a dog box, metal dog box, it slows it way down, and so it might show it, you know, a hundred yards off of that satellite, and that would show on your map, fifty yards off mm -hmm. here, sixty yards, hundred yards, two hundred, half a mile sometimes. I mean, if it's really bad, it can oh, be yeah. it can be pretty pretty extensive. It just doesn't know, and so those are the elements that we can't control on these callers. And the more I learn about this kind of stuff, the more impressive it is that Garmin's able to do what they do. Like I, I'll, oh for sure, hundred percent. I'm like, holy crap! Like all of the things that they're working on, um, it's impressive with what's working against them, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for the user? Like let's just like just make sure the call is triple blinking. You know what I mean? Like if it's triple blinking, that's your best opportunity to get a good, accurate signal. And then you well, throw in your dog box and it might lose that triple blink. So before you go hunting, before you let him go run a track, you really need to make sure you're tracking that dog. Like you, you, you can't just, you can, and I've done it too, just open the box and let him go. But you are running a risk by doing it that way that you're going to lose your dog. Well, oh, that's what I was going to get at was, just because it's triple blinking at one time doesn't mean when you pull that dog back out of the dog box, you know, you're back to a single blink. Now you've got a dog moving and we're trying to triangulate and everything is just this big yeah. mess. So, I mean, and that's where I see a lot of times <clears throat> it takes a while. You'll pick up service, but you know that dog's not there. It, it's down the road or it's on the other side of the creek or it's this or that. Yeah. Well, it's because it's just trying to factor all those variables and pinpoint that dog where if you were to pull that dog out of the box, hold it there, you've got an update rate set at, let's say, two and a half seconds. You hold that dog for 10 seconds and just watch until that thing starts triple blinking and then let it go, going to alleviate 90% yeah. of the headache, I think. I, I uh, And it's tough to do. Like, I don't get me wrong. Like, there's times I just dump the box. But that's on me. Like that's, I'm expecting Garmin to to pick up the slack for my my recklessness, if you want to call it that. You know what I mean? And I do it. I I there's times I'm like dump the box, boom, sure. and and I look at it. I'm like shit. Two of my dogs are not tracking. On my snowmobile, it's it happens more. It seems like my snowmobile box is worse than my my uh, truck box for some reason. But um, really, I, I was talking to to Brad, and he 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 sees the same thing on his snowmobile box. So. I don't know if it's thicker metal. I don't know what the issue is, but often I'll be like, crap, I just let him go. And I'm looking at that thing. I'm holding my breath. And most of the time, 
it may take 10 minutes. It may take 15 minutes for my dogs to start tracking. Most of the time, they pick up. But but the second thing about that is, is, is it is more difficult for a collar to pick up when it's moving than when it's sitting still. Like, there's just no two ways around that. Like, I understand guys may not like to hear that. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I used to just throw them on and row the dogs, but it takes longer to get the collar to link up if you put it on a moving dog than if you just let it sit still. So yep. I always let my collar sit still, hold the dog, whatever, to make sure the collar links up and it'll, it'll go quicker that way than just letting the dog go and, and letting it grab its GPS signal. Like, and it's, Again. I was joking around the other day about, you know, this situation with somebody. I'm like, it's kind of like the old days when you turned a dog loose and you forgot to pull the magnet out. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's a lot harder it's, to pull. You can do it on a moving dog, but it's a lot right. harder to pull that magnet whenever whenever the dog's moving versus when it's not Right, moving. yeah. I mean, I remember I used to, like, slice the inner tube. So it's like, okay, if I do forget to pull this magnet, maybe we'll catch a branch or something and rip it off. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of the same thing. If you're not... If you're not triple blinking, you're wasting your time and you're you're hoping for the best in a situation that you you could control a little more. Yeah. Yeah. So so I, I and I guess the point of this is if you, if you're in in if you're I don't want to say anal, but I, if you're a guy that is really particular and you want it to work perfectly, then I highly recommend you get some structure in how you turn your dogs loose because back to the method. If you're, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you are expecting these collars to work a hundred percent, right? You've, imagine like, imagine a race car, right? You've got a race car and you take it to the racetrack and you don't do the maintenance on it. You don't get that thing topped off and you don't fill the, the, you know, put new tires on it and do everything that you can do before the race. Mm-hmm. Your chances of, of, kicking ass in that race are diminished right if you want to be a top race car driver and you want to race cars and you want that car to perform tip top it's supposed to not fail not you know i mean you don't want it running out of oil you don't i mean there's there's so many things that could go wrong in that race car if you don't do the work ahead of time and and be structured in how you start the race and how you do this and every step that goes with it you're just opening yourself up for problems and that's the same yeah. thing with these collars. Like if you expect the collars, if you're just like, oh, I just throw these collars on, turn them on and just go hunt. Well, you're going to have problems at some point. There's going to be issues. And, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, even like a race car, you can do everything right and still have something break. Same thing can happen to this Garmin collar. But, but guys need to make sure that they aren't just turning a push button, throwing on a dog and going hunting and dumping the box. And then they, they call pissed off because it's like, well, so and so's dog just don't track, and it's like, well, was it triple blinking? Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I, I didn't, I didn't pay attention. Okay, well, you're opening yourself, and I hate saying it, but you're opening yourself up for problems when you don't pay attention to the details, and mm-hmm. and so that's the if there's a big takeaway from this is pay attention to the details, be consistent in the start, give these callers every opportunity they can to perform the way they were designed, which means get that triple blink before you let them go. If they come out of the dog box and they're not triple blinking, hold the dog, get it triple blinking and then let it go. You can't just dump the box and expect, you know, 
if you can, you should probably be hunting with a telemetry system. Like you should not, you shouldn't hunt with a Garmin. And I, yeah. I, I hate saying that, but it's like, hey, put the Garmin away. If you're expecting it to be perfect, grab the telemetry system. Those things don't care. They're spitting out a signal, and they're going to spit out a signal as long as you got a battery in them, and 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 they are working. No magnet. <laughs> you're going to get a beep out of them damn things, and and it don't matter where that dog is. There's the beep. And that's what you got. You got a beep, but but you're we're playing a different game with the Garmin. So, well, just um, remember that fifty yards that that piece of game is going to put on your dog while you're waiting for it to triple blink. It's that's going to save you a lot of headache. I'm not going to. I'm gonna, like I'm not going to pretend like I haven't done that. Like I I 100 oh, percent done have. that. And then I'm like kicking myself. Like damn it, you know what I mean? Like I I I guess I just don't get as pissed at Garmin anymore. You know what I mean? The more I the more I learn about how things working, uh, the more I'm like, well, that was my fault. I I didn't give it the opportunity. If it's in the dog box, if it's in the snowmobile sled, I can get as mad as I want. I've even thought about, hey, do I design a dog box with a a plastic top or something? You know what I mean? Like a window. Well, well, something that the signal went through, and so it's like, oh, maybe yeah. we could sell dog boxes that are GPS friendly. You know what I mean? Like, I. I've thought about it, and I'm like, that's man, now intellectual property for anybody. Nobody out there. can do it. Somebody go figure that out. I don't got time to do it, but if you can figure out how to put like a, uh, you know, ABS top on your dog box or whatever, so that it, it goes go. through or, or wood. I've always I've thought, man, it, you know, could we put a little repeater on there so it takes the signal out and mm-hmm. repeats it? You know, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make a collar work better in a dog box, and at the end of the day, I just want to go hunt. Yeah, no kidding. Let's go hunt. Let's. too much thinking. So, I think those two things. Um, we want to talk about caller IDs, but I think we can put that on a second, another podcast, Jason. I think we got our yeah our our short thirty minutes lined up. So, it's hard keeping them short sometimes. Yeah, the two things that that we covered on this is is when you're going number one, I think is you're going to run into problems at some point if you do this game long enough. Something's Definitely. not going to work. And, uh, and when it does happen, be nice and call us and have some information yeah, ready nice, so we but, can help you. But, but just understand that there's only so much we can do. Yeah. And and uh, we're getting to a point in our company that I'm, I hate, I hate saying it out loud. I mean, I know, but I don't care if we lose some 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 crappy customers that that aren't really in our brand like i really i just mm-hmm. don't like i want to keep the good customers and if if that's if that's the bit wrong business model then well we i guess we'll be wrong but i don't yeah, really care so far about i mean really we want to take care of the ones that take care of us you know our yeah. our real customers that we have relationships with are our number one priority you know i've had customers and like so i, I bitched about the the guys who stole map chips or whatever you know what i mean like those guys irritate me i should we should call them out we should we should make a little blackboard but i'm not going we to. we have a blacklist yep <laughs> but i've also had customers call that like hey you guys sent us two alphas i mean i legitimately right? like we messed up in our system or whatever and, and shipped two of them and I can tell you how humbling it is for that call to get, I mean, that in itself is like, damn, we got some good customers. Like we, we right. have some and really they ship them back. freaking good customers. And so that's what really irritates me when, when I start losing sleep over shitty customers, you know what I mean? It's like, I got, 
I got this customer over here that was like, oh, no, no, we, you guys made a mistake. And uh, we, we try to make it right or whatever. And they won't, like, you put that up against the guy who's, like, complaining and complaining. And, well, I'm never going to buy from you guys again. And, you know, this is your problem because of the mail. And it's like, well, I, dude, I get it. Mail sucks. And if we have to send another one, if they get lost or whatever, we will. But, you know, one of the things that I, I ask them is, like, hey, will you send us back the, the first one? If if by chance you know it shows up because I know damn good and well that caller that that thing is going to show up. I'm, I know it's going to show yeah. up. I know they're going to find it. I know it's going to show up. It may be late. If you're going on a hunt this weekend, and I look at your account, and it's like man, you, you've spent a couple grand with us. You bought your systems from us. We almost know you by name. I'm going to be like, hey, Billy, if if I send you this map card, which I will, so you have it for your weekend. Can you just send me that other one back? Oh yeah, no problem. And then we'll we'll send it. And that's the that's the way we like those conversations to go. When it's not, and the guy's like, "Well, you need to send it anyways. They're gonna lose it." And they give me every excuse under the river. I'm like, "Damn it! I know this is not gonna happen. I, I you can just tell. I'm just like, I know I wasn't gonna get that." And that's kind of the bottom line. So just be a good person, man. If you're a good person, <laughs> you could be on the W like team. It. If you're an asshole, then go on the other team. I don't know whatever team that is. I don't know. I'm not gonna tell you. I know, I'm going to send my bad customers somewhere else, but man, we, we want to keep the good ones. You used to send them to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, go talk to that Jason guy down there. I did the same thing. I don't know how many guys they said, oh. you should probably just call W. I can't give you what you want, and I'm done. <laughs> and that brings up the other point. If you're having issues with your equipment, we want to hear about it. We want to try to help you. There is a point where you got to call Garmin too, because we can yeah. buffer so much information that if we're only able to do so much like we're not going to write software for Garmin callers. We're not going to, you know, there's, there's only things we can fix so much. They're going to work the way they work. And if you just call us because we're easy to deal with and you don't call Garmin, most of the time I pass the information along. When I see good information, I pass it to Garmin. So, so I'm not going to say that they don't get the, the feedback, but it's different when it's always coming from me, mm-hmm. right? When it's coming from one source and, and I got, 20 people i mean they respect me but it's it's different when their phones are blowing up with this problem so i always tell guys man call us because i'm going to work on the problem with you but you also got to call garmin you got to you got to let them know because they have measurements and checks and balances and if they get so many calls on on this issue then then they mark it as a problem you know what i mean priority and then they they raise it up to priority go oh yeah buddy was talking about this too it's like well then we start get, seeing problem and get fixed. But what, what happens is, is if it always comes from one source, it it's easy to get overlooked, if that makes sense. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't get on the metrics. And that's something we I talked at. I mean, there was a couple of us at Garmin when we were at headquarters. I was like, man, we got to be careful that we don't hide a problem because dealers are working with the tech support side of things. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really a topic that we address. It was like, man, we, you know, it could be easy for five guys to call us. And so we do something or we explain it and it needs to get fixed, but maybe I, you know, let's just say I forget to tell Garmin. So I got five problems come to us and it ends with us because we don't feed that back to Garmin. We're like, yeah, that sucks. It needs to be fixed, but we don't say anything to Garmin. That was five calls that aren't getting tracked by Garmin. And so right. we got to be careful. And I tell my guys all the time, you got to let me know when you're having a new issue. You know what I mean? If, if we're, if we're working on a new issue, 
we can't let that die with Andrew or Mariah, whoever's going to answer the phone that doesn't have a good answer. And then they don't tell me. And then I don't tell Garmin, well, we're stubbing off those problems that could get fixed. And so, Mm -hmm. so often, you know, man, you got to call Garmin too. And I know it sucks waiting on hold and all that, but, but we got to, we got to be working on that. So there's my, we're here to help you. My, my tips of the day. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, anything else, Jason? No, I think that's it. Well, we had another time to cover, but we're over. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and stop this one. We'll work on another one. And, uh, hopefully next week we'll be back to some dog stuff. But yeah, those are a couple things that maybe help you out in the long run. And, uh, I think we're going to talk about ID numbers on our next one, which will be a couple weeks from now. 